This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. You know, it's, it, it passed real quick, just like the rain did. So, but I'm so glad that y'all are here. And uh, I am pray. I prayed, and I've asked God to uh, use me this morning to share a word uh, that He shared with me, so that it would be effective in your life, and that you can do what He's done in my life. A lot of you are already doing that. You know, the last time uh, that Pastor Norris asked me to speak, you know, I talked about an effective Christian life living an effective Christian life. You know, this thing is real to me. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, I didn't always used to live this way. I don't know about a lot of y'all, but man, I I didn't know no other way but to live like I was living. Now, if you get more information or if you get new information, you ought to do something with it. In, In other words, if you know better, you ought to do better. Now, when I got a hold of this information, man, it wasn't the, the way I thought I was going to get it. Uh, man, I went through some things, and I needed help. And a man, my, my, my wife was the closest person to me. She couldn't help me. Man, I knew if my wife couldn't help me, I was in trouble. If she didn't have a word for me, I was in trouble. Man, I, and so I was looking for answers and couldn't find it. This is not my message, man, but I tell you what, he's leading me right in there. Um, but when I was in a situation where I couldn't depend on anybody but God, I reached out and I asked him to help me. I mean, it wasn't different, you know, words I didn't understand or listening to preachers that, that I didn't understand. But I reached out to God and said, God, I need help. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to fix it. And God begin to minister to me. Didn't happen overnight, but I felt a release. And then all of a sudden, there was a process. Man, I'm telling you, he began to work in my life. So it became personal. And I began to see change in me. My wife began to see change in me. And I began to believe that change was happening in me. And all of a sudden, man, it was lifted. I couldn't tell you how long. I couldn't tell you when all I knew at that moment it was lifted and it didn't matter who knew it didn't matter who I was around it didn't matter what I used to do all it mattered was that I had a peace man and God had done it I had a personal encounter with him and that's how we're going to get to another level man we got to have that personal encounter You know, living an effective Christian, you know, we got to do better. Christians, man, I mean, my brothers and sisters, we got to do something different than what we have been doing if we want to see change in the world that we came out of. I'm on a mission. I'm telling you, my wife will tell you, man, I'll be in Walmart and pick up the phone if I need to and make an announcement. And she has stopped me a lot of times. She says, I'll do it. I'll pick up. People be calling. That's his phone's ringing. And I think it's my call. But I'm always looking for an end. I'm always looking for a way to share something about what God has done for me. Because that's your testimony. You know, this song that they sing, a Waymaker, man, I'm telling you. 
I, that is a serious request from me. I told my daughter, I said, y'all got this thing in that one. Man, I like that because she's doing worship. When I got born again, that was the greatest part of the service for me. I don't care who was preaching or where it was, but doing worship is when God ministered to me. And after worship, he, nobody had to get up and say nothing. I could leave and I was ministered to that day because he was meeting something that I was needing. I don't know about you, man, but I'm telling you, you when you're in a place to where you, your needs are met, man, that's success. That is success. But in this song, it talks about a promise keeper. You know, I was on fire for God so strong, man. When I first got saved, I want everybody saved. Man, I used to walk around with a Bible probably twice. I thought it was twice this size. It probably was this size. And I would try to shove it down a lot of people's throat, man. You got to get saved, man. And here's why. But I was doing it. I was doing it wrong. And so, man, I was driving around listening. And one day I heard a message on the radio and it was about promise keepers back in 1997. And this guy in Colorado, he's a coach of Colorado, University of Colorado, and he, God ministered to him, dealt with him. And he started a men's ministry, and it was called Promise Keepers. And he was sharing, I was listening on the radio, he was sharing, and he was talking about how in this stadium, a football stadium, I played a lot of football, in a football stadium, 50,000 men worshiping God. Man, I pulled over on the side of the road. I had never heard of nothing like that because most of the time when I was in church, it was all women. I didn't see a representation of men. It was bad. I was looking for a role model. I was a young man leading people, but I was looking for a role model. But that had to be in a man. I couldn't see that. I didn't see that in church because that was a deception. And the enemy used that. But promise keepers, that song says a promise keeper. Light in a dark world. Light into darkness. Man, we walking in darkness every day. I was and didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. We, we, we are walking around people that's in darkness every single day. And God has called us, if we're born again, to be the light. Now, the message that God has really ministered to me on this morning to share with you is salt and light. And I'm going to go, we're going to go there. I hope I can get through all of it. But I thought I would share that with you because uh, of what God is doing and what I know that he can do. Now, let me just say something, and I'm going to keep going on this, because my wife was believing for a new man. I was a good man. Man, I was a provider, worked hard, two jobs, three jobs sometimes. Man, I, I was doing all the right natural things, but she wanted a a godly man. She wanted, I, I, you know, everything wasn't fitting. She, so she was believing for change. She didn't know how it was going to come about, but she was believing for change. And, and, and this is just a, this is a, a freebie for a lot of women out there. <laughs> believe in God for your man. Listen, just be light. Just be light. Listen, don't shove it down his throat. My wife didn't shove this thing down my throat. She was peaceful. Man, I couldn't find nothing wrong. Food was cooked, had supper on the table. <laughs> House was clean. I couldn't find nothing to fuss about. I couldn't find nothing to talk about. Man, when I tried, man, I, I said, I can't find nothing to argue about. She had everything lined up, man. See you later, I'm going to church. She got, she, God dealt with her before he dealt with me. Man, I did everything I could to talk her out of it. I, no, that ain't <laughs> 
church. No, man, we ain't going to church. Ball game coming on 11 o'clock. <laughs> Listen, man, I put everything I could before God. And all of a sudden, she saw change. See, she was different. She, she was different. And I recognized it. And all of a sudden, man, now I want to go. I want to go see what's happening. And so I follow her in. That didn't happen overnight. So women just keep believing. But you got to do the right thing. Do the right thing. Be that light while you're around him. Your children, you want to see them born again. Want to see them walking with God. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Raise them up in the way they should go. And when they depart, they listen, I'm talking about that's how you act right in the house. <laughs> just like you act in church, you ought to be acting. In, it should be a straight line. Listen, because they know you can talk all that stuff, man, and they'll go because they're living in the house. But when they get old enough, they will depart and they will do their own thing. I did. But listen, be the light. If you want change, let's be the light. Amen. Praise God. I got to put my glasses on. You know, when you hit a certain age, you have to walk around with these things. They, the guys, they're joking with me early, younger guys. I said, just keep on living, boy. Keep, you hit them numbers. Hit those big numbers should be doing what I'm doing so you can see good. But anyway, Pastor Norris, uh, Pastor Norris was talking, his, his message was on the resurrection. He's leading up into Easter. So it, it, probably a lot of churches you're hearing messages on the resurrection, the cross. You know, so why, you know, when I, I started reading the Bible or listening to the messages, man, I really wanted to know why, why the cross? What's, what's up with this cross thing? What is this all really all about? How is this really okay for me? Why should I know about the cross? You know, Jesus, Jesus did something that only he could do. You know, we, we got separated from God with this sin thing. Adam jacked it all up, but it, 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 God said, okay, I'm going to bring another man to fix it. And he did with Jesus. So Jesus reconciled us back to God because we were separated from him. Now, you, you might not have been in no sin, not doing anything, but because you were born, you were in sin. And so it took Jesus to take us to the next level, which was bringing us back to God, bringing us back, having that relationship that God really wanted us to have with him. And he said, hey, I'm going to do it through my son, man. I'm going to show you how this thing is done. He, and it's a whole bunch of stuff, messages in that. But he was walking around just like we were. And he told the disciples, man, he said, I got to go. I got to leave him. And, and he said they had grief. He said they didn't, want him, they didn't want him to go. He said, I got to go. He said, if I don't go, you won't have what you need for eternal life. You won't have what it needs so that your life can change when you blow it. You won't have what you need when you're sick. He said, I got to send back something, something that's going to comfort you. Call him the counselor. That's what he called him, the counselor. He said, I'm going to send him back so that you can be okay, so that eternal life can be for you and for me. And so it's our responsibility once we're born again that we share the cross. The cross had to be. And that's what he was telling us. The cross had to be. Now, I want to share uh, a scripture, which we're going to turn to a few scriptures, and, uh, and then I'm going to get to what I'm really here to talk about, and that's salt and light. But I thought I would go ahead, since we were talking about the cross, uh, if you turn with me with John chapter 16, 
chapter 16, verse, let's start with, let me see what verse we need to start with. Chapter 16, verse 5. And, and then I would go through this because I want to just stay on this cross thing so that it, we can just keep going because of why he did what he did on why we ought to do what we should be doing. Amen. Let me know when y'all get to John 16, 5. Amen. Everybody there? If you got your whatever you, and they should, they might have it up on the screen. I didn't tell them about this one. I think I threw a surprise on them on this one. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read John 16, 5. It says, now I'm going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, and here's where it starts, he will convict the world of guilt. And that convict there means he will expose it. He will make it known. He will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. And then he goes on in verse 9, he says, in, in regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. And now he says, in regard to righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you can't see me no longer, because you want me here, see. You, you, I'm leaving you. Been showing you all this stuff. You want, you want me to stay. But he's saying, because I'm going to the Father, you won't see me no more, man. Come on. I'm sending you but the righteousness of God. And then he says, he says, in regard, to, uh, he says, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. He says, in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Now, prince of this world, y'all know who that is. That's Satan. That's that, that joker that beat up, try, try to take us out every day. Listen. Once you're born again, he got no hold on you no more. See, judgment, he knows the judgment's coming. What we have to know is we want to keep as, get as many in as we possibly can because judgment is coming. So the cross and what he did is right there, man. He's talking about you, we got to believe in him. And people that we're around, if they're going to have eternal life, they got to believe in him. You know, Jesus said in the scriptures, he says eternal life is this, believing in God and him, and him who you, he sent. Him who he sent is Jesus. Man, it is not, this is not a, 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 you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be a, a PhD to get this thing. All we have to do is exercise what God has told us to do. Get in his word, man, and become developed. You know, we got, you know when I was talking about an effective living and an effective Christian life, I shared, and I said that we have to get in his words, get it, Make some time for God. Ten minutes, five minutes. Read, start somewhere and run with it. Matthew is a very good place to start. Start right after he started talking about all these gene genealogies. Start where he's, Jesus was born and walk with him. Build a relationship. You know, listen, man, I've been married to my wife 45 years. I'm st she's still giving me orders. I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Every day, though, but I'm on, listen, I'm on point. Because I'm still up in there, 45 years. Y'all understand? You don't stick around 45 years if you ain't doing the right thing, man. They put you out, boy. You, hey, hey. So, so listen, I've been doing the right thing, and I'm telling you, I build a relationship with her. She has built a relationship with me. 
is at the point now that when God says you will leave and cleave and become one. Listen, I can be across town and I can, my phone will ring. I, I, and I'll say, I knew you were going to call me. The list, send me the list. <laughs> we, listen, we're connected. We, we, we've been together so long, we're connected. And see, that's the way God wants us. He wants us connected to what he's saying to us so that we can do and understand him when he speaks to us. Because I'm going to tell you something. If he's not speaking, somebody is. You listening to somebody. And we're doing what somebody's telling us to do. If we're going to be effective. Because you know what? Here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line. You know what? we're. This is us. We are. This, thoughts come. But we are what we hear. We are what we see, we are what we say, and we are what we do. I'm that way, and you are that way. Now, we might be going down different things, but it, those things, that, that's what make us up. Now, if you get into this word, man, I'm telling you, he instructs us in every area of our life. And, it, it, and if you exercise it, you can see it happening. The cross is very, very important. Easter is a time where we come together and we do certain things, but you know every day we need to thank God for the cross. Every day should be an Easter to us because of what he has done for us. And I'm telling you, it's not easy, it's not easy sometimes when you're around people and you're the only one that know God. And, you, and that's when you need to be able to meditate and begin to say, God, help me. Give me wisdom to be able to share with these folk your love, just like you shared it with me. But here's where this salt and light thing is coming. When I'm, I'm going to get to that. Here's where our salt becomes salt. Here's where our light becomes light. Because just like you, you, you know, you, you weren't, you know, to run up on somebody with a Bible and to begin to shove this thing down their throat. That is, that's not how you came in. That's not how I came in. So what you got to do is you got to show, sometimes you got to show them. They need to see it. They don't need to always hear what you got to say. They need to see what you're doing. And I guarantee you, we're going to get into some of this. What they see, you want them to be able to say, man, that's good things about you. Because they're going to say something based on what they see. And that's what it's really all about, man. We need to take this thing to a whole nother level. It is time. There's so much junk going on in the world. I'm telling you, man, it is serious. We're talking about separation with, from God. The devil is trying to separate the church from doing what the church is supposed to be doing. The church should be, I'm t we should be on fire for what God is doing. The, the, it's no way the world should be doing what they're doing that we see and hear every single day. It's no way. The hatred, the division, the prejudices. It's no way this stuff should be happening. If listen, we got almost 400, 500 churches right here in Montgomery, we should be making a difference. I want to make a difference. How many people want to make a difference? Well, let's say it together. I want to make a difference. Let's say it again. I want to make a difference. All right. And if you mean that, then we need to do what God has told us to do. I'm telling you, man, it's time for us to wage war. You know, the devil don't fight fair. He does not fight fair. And what we need to do is use weapons of warfare. And our weapon of warfare is this word. We need to live it. And we need to talk it. And that's what's going to change our homes. That's what's going to change our children, our wives, and our husbands. The word. Fussing and fighting and all that other stuff ain't going to do it. And it's time for change. I'm, man, listen, I'm sold out for this.
I am telling you. I was, you know, I had about 10, 15 pages of notes and stuff I was writing down. I said, wait a minute. Man, let me just tell these people what's going on with me. I, I, then my wife got a hold of it and it got down shorter than that. Everybody need one like mine. Praise the Lord. But that's what that cross means, man. It means a lot to me because I'm going to tell you, if it was not for the cross, I would not be talking to you this morning. Man, I'm telling you, I needed God. And I also need him every day. He's doing work in me every single day, developing me. And I wish, is Ray Flex here? Ray, Ray's not here. Ray, Ray is a weightlifter. Ray, come up here and stand with me for a minute. I'm going to show you something. See, we need to be developed. It takes time to be developed. Wait, wait, wait. Ray, Ray, Ray got a gym. Come on, man. Ray, Ray, Ray got a gym. Just stand with me for a minute, brother. And this man, this man, he ain't joking. Now, Ray, Ray, Ray been working out. Ray chest up here, my chest down here. I'm, I'm hanging. But, uh, but, but listen, I, listen, Ray got muscles. I got muscles. You know the difference? Ray working out. Ray, Ray, Ray working out every, every day. Now, if I did what Ray did, I'd stand up here like Ray. <laughs> but for me to get like Ray, I got to do what Ray is doing. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I, I like the visuals. It helps. And that's what God is really doing in us, man. See, he changes us. When he changes us, that means that we're not like what we used to be. And so when people see us, they ought to want to be what we look like. And that's where I was going with that. It's time for us to make a difference. And it's time for Christians to do the right thing if we're a Christian. And we need to call each other on it. We need to hold each other accountable. It's time that we hold each other accountable. We'll get into a little bit of that too. Let me, praise God. Well, anyway, this morning... Uh, again, I was saying my, my message is going to be on salt and light, but, but I'm going to talk this morning uh, mainly about being salt and light in a dark world. The purpose of salt, the purpose of light, things that prevent us from being salt and light, and the effects of not being salt and light. I hope I can get through all that. You know, Turn with me in this scripture that I'm going to be using and, and, and ministering to this morning. It's going to be in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and it starts with verse 13. And I'm going to go ahead and read this. And y'all read along with me if you uh, if y'all got this this scripture up and I'm yeah, they got it up on the screen. So y'all read along with me. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salt again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may. What does that say? See. What did it say again? See. So that they may what? See. 
Let me see those lights. Now, now what just happened? Now, we just got put in the darkness. And this word of God here said that they may see. Now, what happened when you got put in the dark then? You, 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 some of y'all wondered, well, what's going on? What happened? <laughs> Little confused. And, and some of you start looking around to see if you had, somebody had some light. Or if somebody had a little light, it drew you in. See, listen. This scripture says, so they may see your good deeds. If we're working and we're around people in the grocery store, <laughs> I don't care where we are, man. Home, our families, our brothers, our sisters, our mother, our father, our children. What are they seeing? What are they seeing? We need to make a difference. You know, it's not strange that Jesus used the word salt to find us there. You know, his daddy did. Back in the Old Testament, salt is a big thing. You know, back in the Old Testament, they didn't have deep freezers, refrigerators. They didn't have uh, dis distribution companies that preserved stuff and put it on the shelf for six months or years, and then it was, you, you bought it and you ate it. You know, they preserved stuff with salt. Salt was very valuable. Matter of fact, the Roman soldiers were paid some of, of sometimes in salt. Salt was very valuable. God, there was five offerings in Leviticus that God talks about. In, one, the grain, in that one offering, God used it as the salt of the covenant. He said, don't bring that grain offering to me if you don't have salt in it. I want salt in every one of those offerings. Listen, it's not strange that Jesus is using salt. He says we're the salt of the earth. We're the salt of the earth. You know what salt is? In another way, salt's your testimony. You know, when you've got that salt shaker on the table and you sprinkle, it goes on everything. Your salt is your testimony. When you're around people, your testimony can be a good testimony or it can be a bad testimony. But you're speaking something to somebody by what you are doing or by what you're saying. Your salt is your testimony. What are you saying? What are you saying when you're around others? What are you saying when you're around your family? I want them saved. Everybody need to be born again. He's on crack. He's on smoking pot. And he's an alcoholic. And she's had a stroke. And she's in the hospital. You want them all saved. And you want them healed. What kind of salt? What's happening with your salt? See, we need to be on purpose, man. We need to want to make a change. We need to want to make a difference. And when we sprinkle our salt, we ought to make sure that that salt is being effective. It says when, that's, when it loses its flavor, what happens to it? It's no good. So when you say stuff to people and do stuff around people, I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I'm speaking in tongues. I got three Bibles in my car. But I'm acting like a fool. Cussing like a sailor. Running every woman I can see. Ducking and dodging. In the back, in the booth, in the dark. Huh? What are we doing? What's our salt? See, we need to be effective in a positive way. We need to have flavor when we're living this life, this Christian life. That's what's going to change a world of darkness. Because I guarantee you they're watching you. They're looking for every excuse that they can not to follow God. 
They're looking for, you know, I remember a testimony that I heard, and this testimony, uh, uh, well, that's later on in this. Ooh, I'm going to share that one. That's later on in this. But, but we are testimony. That's what it is. Our salt is our testimony. But I want to live in uh, Job 6.6 6 says this. In Job now, Job, I like Job because Job, in our men, we, talking, we talked about making a covenant with your eyes. But Job 6.6, 6, it says this. It says, don't people complain about unsalted food? Doesn't anyone want the tasteless white of an egg? When, you know, when you eat egg, you want some salt on it. How many of y'all eat salt, put salt on your egg? All right, a lot of you do. Do you know this? You know, salt is a preservative. It preserves things. You probably don't know. I didn't know this until I started doing this. But do you know that every cell in your body has salt in it? Every cell in your body has salt in it. You know, hypertension, salt is a sodium. It's, crystal, it's a sodium. And if you can have too much salt, and that's what high blood, high blood pressure medicine is high. A, a lot of people are, got high blood pressure because they they eating too much salt. But you got to have some salt. So you got to have wisdom on salt. But salt is in every, every cell. You know what? We're being preserved. We're being preserved. Now, the Bible says I got 120. I'm, I'm halfway there right now, man. I'm, I'm going to shoot for the other, other part of this. But I'm telling you, we're being preserved. And if we do the right thing with this word, people will walk up to you and begin to say, you are how old? What? You got to be kidding me. How old are you? Man, you must be doing something right. That's your end right there. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be waiting for an end. So your salt's your testimony. And what you want to do is you want to let your testimony, testimony speak for you. You want to let your life speak for you. Now, what I want to do is I want to talk about uh, in Colossians. In Colossians 4, 5 through 6, it talks about our conversation must be seasoned with salt. It says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. That's kindness now. That grace is talking about this, that kindness. Seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. You know, sometimes you've already set the stage when you've acted a certain way around people that you work with. Because that's who you're around most of the day. If everybody, if you got a job, you're around some folks. These folks you're around, you're around them eight hours a day. That is most of the day. You know, for most men, especially talking, I mean, most men, when they get home, man, they're through. Because, you know, there's a study been done about how many words a man, how, how many words. They say a, word, a man talk, say, speak about 14,000 words a day. Say a woman. A woman speaks about 28,000, 29,000 words a day. Now, you know, if, he, if he's at work eight hours a day and he didn't talk 14,000 words, when he get home, guess what? He done shut down. And that's caused a lot of problems. He's shut down. She's ready to talk, and he's ready to watch a ball game or something. But anyway, listen, man, it matters how we talk, how our tone is. It matters what we say because we set the stage for what's going to happen next. And here's how it works, man. In the home, if, you, if, you, if your tone's jacked up, you're you, you, you in trouble. You better have a second bedroom or a couch. You're in serious trouble, but if you're at work, and this is where I want to go, if you're at work, people are watching you every day, what you do, what you say, and how you're carrying yourself. And when the opportunity comes for you to share the gospel with them, man, you done set the stage already. You're going to start talking to them about, man, you need God. And they're going to look at you and say, well, you need God. You, you need God, too. 
you know, so you, it's no power. It's no, it's no power in that thing. We have to be effective, man, and we have to do this thing the right way. We have to live this thing every day. We can't play with it. We can't play with it because the devil does not play fair. He will use what you do today and affect what you want to say next week. He will use what you do today and affect what you want to say next year. Then when the time comes, man, you won't be ready. So you got to get it right. We need to be consistent. And where you start doing this is in the home. That's the greatest, greatest practice feel that we can have is in the home. Because I guarantee you, I've been married 45 years, man. You're going to be tried. You're going to be tested. How are you going to come out of this thing? Now, I'm going to tell you how God is. He's such a good God. He gives you more than one chance to get it right. <laughs> you got more than one chance to get it right. You might blow it today. Man, get it right. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with saying, it's my fault. There's nothing wrong with that. Your home is the best practice field that you can possibly have on making this thing right. I'm telling you, man, I'm not telling you something I'm, I've read. I, you know, when I was going through all this, I said, God, I want to be plain. I want to be simple. I want, them to get, I want them to hear what I'm saying, hear my heart. Man, I've lived this. I'm still living this. None of us are perfect. And every single day, man, I'm just, yesterday I said, I'm wrong. Man, I'm, I'm quick to say it now. I wasn't always quick to say it. Because <laughs> I always wanted to be right. I'm right. And I'm always going to be right. I'm the man. Don't tell me what to do. Man, listen, that is the worst place to be. I found out that God honors, man, humbleness. And all I had to do when I was wrong was admit it. Simple thing, man. I am sorry. And then don't do it again. Practice, man. Practice, practice, practice. We got to practice. I just had this illustration with Ray. If I practice every day like Ray, I look like Ray. Practice, practice, practice. We got to get in his word and we got to spend time with God. We got to build that relationship that he wants us to have so that we can make a difference. That's what it's going to take, getting into this word. We want our salt, our testimony. When we sprinkle it, we want it to go over anybody that it affects or touches. And that's what it's really all about. Now, let me tell you the purpose of salt. We talked about a little bit of it. Salt preserves. Salt preserves. It maintains the original, it maintains things or something to its original, original existence. That's what preser it preserves it. See, when we get into this word, man, and you got people around you that need help, man, you, you, what you, you are being a preservative to them. And when they get in trouble and they see you, that, that, they're running to you, man. They need to hear something. That pres you're preserving what God is doing into them by giving them a little bit more information. And helping them become developed. Add flavor. We talked about flavor. It prevents decay. Things from rotting. Dying. Not having God in your life, man. We talked about eternal life. Listen, if you don't have eternal life, you got eternal what? Death. Ain't but two ways. I mean, you either the father of Adam or you're the father of God. Or the father of Jesus. Listen, Adam, he messed this thing up. And we got to do the right thing to make sure that we don't miss it. The whole goal in this thing is to make it. Now, my goal is to bring as many as I can with me. It should be your goal, too. We need to have goals on doing the right thing. You know what? 
it talks about healing. Salt is also healing. You know, they use it for healing. I, I remember having tooth extracted, man, gargling with salt water. Salt water. Salt. Salt heals. Salt does a lot of things, a lot of things in the natural. Now, salt just make everything good. It just make everything good. Now, here's where I really want to stay. I'm going to stay on this one for a minute. And this is the purpose of light. It says you should be the light of the world. Listen, when they turn that light on, you could see. He turned the light off. It's kind of difficult to get around. Now, if it was completely dark, it would be some issue. Some people could have some, if they have some anxieties, they could have some problems on how to get out of here. And, and, and things could start happening physically to them. But listen, light gives us direction. We have the light. Jesus was the light. We, we, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we're walking with this light. We should be. People that's unsaved want to see the light. And if we're doing the right thing, they're going to follow that light. Because I'm going to tell you, if you work any eight hours anywhere, you're going to be around people that's got problems. And you'll have an opportunity to show them some light. Now, they need to have direction. People need to know the way to go because they don't know the way to go. Somebody need to show them. Somebody had to show me. Somebody had to show you. So why don't we give, do the honors and, do, and, get, and show them the light? God want to use us when it comes to guiding people, and he wants to use us to be a difference. He wants us to be the roadmap in people's lives. It causes one to see clearly. A lot of times, man, when you're following the crowd and you're doing the wrong thing, man, you, 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 you can't see clear. And then you need somebody to come up to you to be bold enough to say, man, you're doing the wrong thing. Let me just share with you what, what, what's happening. You've experienced it. And when you begin to talk with them, they know what you're talking about because how else would you know what you're talking about because you sound just like them. They're going to say, you got to know what you're talking about, man, because that's exactly what I'm going through, exactly what I'm doing. You're in right then because you're telling him the truth. A lot of people want to know the truth. A lot of Christians are afraid to share the truth. And we got to get past that. We got to get out of that. And the way we get out of that, I know when you get first get saved, man. When I first got saved, man, I didn't know what to say and what to do, but it took time. We got to want to change so that we can make a difference. And so that means you got to start getting this word and get a boldness to share what God wants you to share. You know, and that's what it's really all about, man, getting that boldness. Now, here's some things. Here's some things that prevent us from being salt and light. Man, I got, how many, eight things here. I got eight things that prevent us from being salt and light. The first thing is hypocrisy. Oh, man, is this, is this clock right? Oh, man. Oh, oh man. All right, I, I, yeah, I'm going I'm to do, do my best. First thing is hypocrisy. That's pretense, man. It's hypocrisy. Things that prevent us from being salt and light, hypocrisy, you know, pretense. That's acting, I'm blessed and highly favored in church when I come up in here. When I get home, man, I'm acting like, man, I'm telling you what, I'm a gorilla, a gorilla. I'm tearing up stuff. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just a different person. We need to be the same way in church, home as we are in church. We need to be the same way at work as we are in church. We need to show people the same thing. We need to be consistent. Uh, I was listening to a testimony of a young lady, and she got set free from some things in her life. And uh, she said when she got old, she stopped going to church. And she said, I stopped going to church. This is a true testimony. She said, I stopped going to church because people in church were hypocrites. 
People in church said one thing, and they lived a different way. So she wouldn't go to church, but she lived with her aunt. And her aunt was always taking her to church. She said, if you live in this house, you got to go to church. I grew up that way. Live like the devil Monday through Saturday, but Sunday morning, buddy, you better hit the sack. You're going, you, you're going to church. So she said, I had to go to church. But here's what she said. She said, my aunt was salt, was light to me. She said she would praise God, then fuss at me, then shove the Bible down. She said I watched her, listened to her praising the Lord, singing songs. She said I watched her all the time. She was different than those people at church. She was different. And she said, then this pastor asked her, wanted to say, let's go fellowship. He was a pastor, but he didn't start quoting scriptures. He didn't start talking all kinds of Bibles he ought to have. He started talking, just going out to eat, and they talked, and she said had regular conversation. Every once in a while, they might talk about a scripture. She said, but that was not the purpose of him doing that. She said, that changed my life. She, now she's a minister. She's a minister, and she got set free from some stuff. And she said, because of how they lived in front of me is why I live like I live now. See, it doesn't take but one of us. It don't take all of us. It take one of us, but it would be great if all of us did it. <laughs> what we need to do is find out what our purpose is at that moment and do it for God. We need to be effective. Hypocrisy, we can't have that operating out. Pretense, man. Claiming to be something, uh, claiming to have moral standards on be or beliefs and your behavior shows something different. Following the crowd. I want to be just like them, man. I don't want to, I, I mean, they, they're, they're all going over to the bar. They're all doing this. I'm going to do it too. You're a Christian and you're out there running with the crowd. And all of a sudden, and you know, you're going to spot it with them, and you know what's going to happen after a while. You're going to be condemned with them. They're going to begin to say, you know, you just like them. That's what's going to happen. Walking in the flesh, giving people peace of your mind. These are things that prevent us from being salt in light. Selfishness. Man, it's all about me. It's all about me. Man, I got some scriptures. I can't read them. I got to keep on going. Fear. 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 We had prayer this morning. We're talking about fear. He said, I will be with you always. We don't have to have fear when we got the word. Pride, a feeling of deep pleasure, man. Look what I'm doing. I can read 15 scriptures. I got 10 Bibles. I can quote them. Bum, bum, you know, come on. Hatred, prejudice. Man, I'm telling you, intense dislike. Hey, this stuff we see, man, in here every day. We got, we got, the church is going to have to make a difference. Man, the world is going in a whole different direction, and it's speeding up, man. I'm talking about if we, if we put a miles per hour on it, it's like 100 miles per hour. We need to make a difference. We see it, and we need to deal with it, and we don't need to be scared. Unforgiveness and bitterness, these are things that will prevent us from being salt and light. Effect. Now, here's some effects of not being salt and light. We lose our testimony. Man, don't nobody want to hear nothing you got to say. You lose your testimony. Nobody want to hear nothing that you got to say because of... What you have been, all of that other stuff I was talking about, that stuff, we lose our, our ability to be a witness. We think, we think we're hitting them, but when we walk away, they're talking about us. Man, you, can you believe him? Did you see what she did? She out there talking nasty like that, talk cussing everybody, and then she won't talk about praise the Lord. Come on, man. Hey, we become a stumbling block to people. I mean, they fall. We cause God's name to be blasphemed among the very people we're trying to reach. They begin to say that God ain't real. That ain't real, man. They can't live it. They telling me to live it, but they can't live it. So why even go there? We need to make a difference. You know the bottom line? Here's the bottom line. We are called to be salt and light so that we may bring glory to God. We can bring glory to God. Man, I got so much. Oh, I can't.
I get another chance, I'm going to finish this. But I'm going to stop right there. You know, man, I started this thing out, a short testimony. God's changed my life. I don't know if some of, some of y'all know me good. Some of y'all don't know me. But I'm the same guy that they know. <laughs> and God has taken me, man, from a place I didn't like. Ah, man. And when I have worship, I have worship. And he want all of us to have the same worship. He want us to have a relationship with him. Just like I talked about my relationship with my wife. Man, I love my wife. I love my wife. My daughter called and said, we coming over. I said, what? <laughs> she, she said, I'm bringing the grandma. I said, come on. But I love my kids. I love my, listen, I love my family, man. And what God want to do with us as Christians, he want us to make a difference to the world with us, our families, our husbands, wives. We want to start, some, let's start at the basics. And let's not try to go out. He's told us to go out in all the world. But let's start, our world is home. Our families. Let's make a difference with them. And men, man, I'm telling you, I wish I had this message. I could have a message just for men. Man, God has called us, man, to lead. To, to, I'm talking about to be out front. You know, we, our families are behind us, man. If we make a wrong turn, they make a wrong turn. We need to get it right. Now, if we make a wrong turn, let's admit it and get right. Let's do it right. It takes God to do that. You can't just do it on your own. I'm telling you, I promise you that. You need God. And let's get real with him. And let's be that example that he's called us to be. Amen? Well, praise God. I hope, uh, man, I didn't finish that. I got, but I'll tell you what, I hope what I shared ministered to you. I hope y'all received something from it. Amen? Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Well, why don't y'all bow your heads with me? Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for who you are and what you have done. I pray, Father, that you have ministered through me and shared the way you wanted me to share. Father, I thank you for who you are and what you're doing in my life and to the lives of my brothers and sisters. Now, there may be someone here this morning that don't know him, don't have that personal relationship with him. You know, it's very simple. You know, the Bible says, if you believe that God sent his son to the cross, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross, was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. You know, it's not a complicated thing. You know, Jesus said it this way. All you have to do is believe in him that sent me. It's pretty simple. So it might be somebody here this morning that don't know Jesus. And if you are, you know, I won't give you an opportunity for this to, new, to be a new day in your life so that you can have the same experience that I've been talking about. Is there anybody here this morning that needs Jesus in your life and you want to make that confession? If you do, come up here where I am. Praise God. Now, it might be someone here that need prayer this morning. We have altar workers that will pray with you. You might be going through some things and you need somebody to be in agreement with you on some things that you want God to do in your life. You know, repentance is the beginning of a new life. So if, you, if that's you, you can come up after the service and there'll be some altar workers up here to pray with you and be in agreement with you. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, why don't you stay? Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. 